Hey, everybody, welcome to a special bonus edition of Locked On Lakers for a Sunday, a championship edition. The Lakers take the inaugural NBA Cup 123-129 over Indiana. I'll explain to you why this could be a significant thing for the rest of the season, including the big playoffs in the spring. That's next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. This one's always free, never behind a paywall. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where uh, 22,000 subscribers to the channel are hanging out talking about the Lakers winning the inaugural NBA Cup 123-109 in a game with a ton of intensity, a definite playoff atmosphere. I saw a few people who were in the building compared to a Game 7 type atmosphere. Um, Really, uh, two teams that were definitely laying it out um, and leaving everything on the floor as if this was a real playoff game. Andy is working tonight. He's doing the post-game show for uh, ESPN, 710 ESPN in LA, the Lakers station. So I will handle this part of it. It was a really fun game and one that the Lakers essentially controlled throughout. They could not put Indiana away. Uh, The Pacers played very hard, as you would expect that they would. Uh, They played like a team that absolutely wanted to win this thing and had been trying to put themselves on the map. Um, throughout this process, certainly Tyrese Halliburton, if there is a, a star that has arrived in the NBA early this season that perhaps, now I'm not talking about like Wemby or guys like that that everybody's been anticipating, but somebody who's been here uh, a little bit, uh, Tyrese Halliburton's in-season tournament play has made him a, a, a much more high-profile player to more casual NBA fans. So you know, this was a Pacers team that absolutely wanted to win this thing. Um, and so obviously did the Lakers and this game, the defense is what put the Lakers over the top. They made two, the Lakers, two, three pointers for this entire game, two, and yet they won. And the reason is because they put Indiana in a blender. This is one of the league's best offensive teams, uh, including the way that Halliburton had been playing and the Lakers just locked them down the entire game. Uh, they forced uh, you know, timely opportunities to run. They gave themselves opportunities to get out of the break. Um, they put a lot of pressure on Indiana throughout, forced a lot of bad shots that let them get running. Uh, but this game, this front, you know, back to front, this was an Anthony Davis game. 41 points, 16 of 24 from the, from the floor, 9 of 13 from the free throw line, 20 rebounds, 5 assists, and 4 blocked shots. Um, Doc Rivers on the on the ABC broadcast, the ESPN broadcast, said that he pitched a shutout defensively. It's hard to argue with that kind of framing. This is the type of Anthony Davis that when the Lakers have him, uh, they are very difficult to beat uh, because he is controlling things as much as he did on both sides of the ball. It was a tremendous thing to watch um, on Saturday night. Uh, a transcendent performance doesn't count in terms of statistical output or things like that. Nobody's going to, you know, see the numbers anywhere. Um, I guess the maybe basketball reference and, you know, the NBA's own website, the stuff does not count for 
um, the the stats that go into um, regular season computing. The Lakers don't get a victory for this when they're still fourteen and nine, um, but it's a significant win. And you look at it was it, it was really interesting to me how the Lakers treated this game. Uh, and they treated it like a real playoff game, like a an elimination game, perhaps. Anthony Davis playing 41 minutes, LeBron playing 35, um, Russell played 32, Reddish 32, Austin Reeves was the only guy on the bench that got over 20 minutes of play. He had 28 points, uh, 9 of 15 from the floor, 10 of 12 shooting. So Reeves was outstanding. The starters were excellent. But Darvin tightened the rotation here. You know, Vanderbilt got 16 minutes. Christie got 16 minutes, but essentially Lakers were playing what amounted to an eight-man rotation. Hachimura only nine minutes. Hayes only seven. Um, they played this game. You know, expect to see something like this in spring. If these are the guys who are healthy, maybe Gabe Benson gets a few more minutes or something like that. But um, you know, you got a feel for what it could look like. And that to me is the most important thing about this tournament. I have no idea what people are going to say or think about the the in-season tournament champions in 1 year, 2 years, 5 years, 10 years, forget I heck 10 days from now. I don't know what people are going to think about what it means to win this thing from like a, you know, global NBA perspective. No clue. Not sure if it means anything. I can't say the Lakers are the only team that get to find out because they're the only team that wins. But what I do think, and you heard LeBron talking about it, you heard Anthony Davis talking about it, um, D'Angelo Russell alluded to it before the game. He said this was like cheat code for the real playoffs. LeBron and the Lakers saw this as an opportunity early on to dress rehearse the real playoffs, to put them, so to practice, truly practice, getting in the mindset of, of playing games that are meaningful, that are significant, that and you know that 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 are at a different level than a typical November or December regular season game. Now, look, you have to got to put some mental gymnastics into that because nobody is really believes that this was Game Seven. Nobody really believes that this was a Western Conference a game that was just as important as a Western Conference Finals or something like that. But that's not the point. You don't have to reach that level. Of, 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 of buy-in to treat the games seriously. You can understand that it's something different, that it's something elevated, and guys across the league were really into this. And that raised the level of what, what a team like the Lakers had to do to go undefeated, go 7-0 and in this, in this thing. They had to raise their level. They had to focus on a different level. And what you saw was something similar to how teams come together when they want to make a good playoff run. The play got better as it went along. You know, the Lakers benefited from a, a soft group. There's no question in terms of getting into it, but you know, they played a very good game against Phoenix. Uh, they played a spectacular game to eliminate uh, New Orleans on Thursday. And then they turn around against a very solid Indiana team that is up and coming and wanted this thing. And they controlled the flow of play, and they did it through defense, and they did it with, um, you know, smart. You know, Tyrese Halliburton 
I, I don't think it turned the ball over in like three or four, two or three games, something like something crazy given the amount the ball of the time the ball has is in his hands and the amount of distribution that he does. The Lakers turned him over twice. LeBron turned him over twice in the early minutes of the first quarter. That was the type of defense the Lakers were playing throughout this thing. They just pressured every shot. Indiana um, on the night shot 37% from the floor, 24.5% from the from the uh, three-point line. The only thing that kept them in this game was that they took 33 uh, free throws, made 29 of them. Um, so, you know, the Lakers managed to do this without, I mentioned, without hitting any three-pointers, really. They hit two. They hit two. They didn't hit, they didn't hit one until the third quarter. And then Cam Reddish hit one in the corner. That was it. That was their three-point outlook or output. And you have to play such good defense in the modern NBA to be able to do that, you got to limit uh, limit your turnovers. Lakers didn't totally do that, but they limited the damage off of them. They turned the ball over eighteen times, uh, but they got to the line thirty five times. Lakers made it to the line, and what they did was throttle Indiana in the paint. LeBron James, um, his twenty four points, I believe all of them from the floor were in the paint. Uh, he may he only took one three um, on Saturday and he missed it. I believe all 10 of his field goals were inside the uh, the restricted area or in the paint. And so, you know, it's something like check the shot chart real quick, but flying solo here. Um, that is how you do it. Anthony Davis, again, 16 of 24, didn't take a three-pointer. He was in the paint all night long. Austin Reeves finishing at the rim. He, was, he took 12 trips to the line. The Lakers figured out where their offense was going to come from, and they exploited that over and over and over again. And what I think is impressive about these last three games, Phoenix, New Orleans, and Saturday night against Indiana particularly, is the the level of discipline the Lakers started to use, uh, particularly defensively. They show, we've been kind of waiting to see, like, what could this team look like? What does it look like when they get their players back? What does the potential ceiling of this team look like? And I think we saw it um, Thursday against New Orleans and um, Saturday against Indiana, particularly because that level of defense and the and the and the combinations that the Lakers can put out. One of the things that I think is really interesting about this team is I 100% did not see Cam Reddish's um, contributions coming. Way wrong on that. The three point shot not really there. That's okay. That part I saw coming, but the defense, the consistency of the defense and the importance of the defense from Reddish is something that he has yet to display on this level um, at any other of the stops in his career. Now, this is exactly what the Lakers hoped is you could put him into a position where all he has to do is do one thing really well. Don't worry about your offense. Don't worry about anything else. Here's how we need you to play defense. Here's what we need you to do. Here's the role we need you to play. Go do it. Um, but between Prince and uh, Vanderbilt, I'm sorry, between um, Reddish and Vanderbilt and Max Christie and to a lesser degree, somebody like Torian Prince, depending on who you're asking to guard and all that. And Hachimura, again, situationally can be a very effective defender. Depending on, you know, the Lakers have the ability to keep a solid defensive team on the floor at all times. That's something that most teams can't do. Um, the, the, the really elite ones can't. But the Lakers can keep those lineups together so you have excellent defenders on the floor 
at all times. And, you know, obviously when games are high leverage, AD is going to be the anchor of your defense playing, you know, 37 to 41, 42 minutes in playoff games and stuff like that. So already you're starting as a plus, but you know, you add in Reddish or you add in Vanderbilt or in certain situations, maybe both of them, although I don't think you'll see a ton of that, but you can have Max Christie in there who is a credible enough offensive player as a shooter and stuff. The Lakers have real optionality to put a solid defensive team on the floor for 48 minutes. And if you can do that, you can win a lot of games in the NBA. This game, as I mentioned, does not count uh, in the standings, but it's still an important one for the Lakers, who I believe are 11 and five uh, since that three and five, 11 and four, I should say, I think, since, since that three and five start. And so. Um, they are quietly, and all but one, I believe, of those losses were on the second night of a back-to-back. So they are quietly putting together some really good basketball games and um, I think took some important steps. Like they got to really engage and feel like, what does it? What do we need to do? What does it look like for us to play playoff caliber basketball? So plenty to unpack. Uh, on Monday, the Lakers play again on Tuesday in games that count in the standings. That'll be against Dallas. Um, so lots to talk about. Andy will be back um, for Monday's show. Uh, before we go, though, I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Dave. At uh, one time or another, we all need a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. It can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks, help you build credit by settle, uh, settling extra cash advances on time. Um, look, we all need to, you know, everybody's got to be careful with their money. Everybody, uh, you got to take care of what you're doing and be you know, conscious of the money you're spending, where it comes from and all that. But look, I, I was a freelancer for most of my adult life. I understand that it can be difficult between paychecks when you don't know exactly when the money is coming. Uh, everybody has those moments of difficulty. Bank is the Dave, Dave is the banking app, I should say. That's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Uh, download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on NBA. That's dave.com slash locked on NBA. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees. Apply banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America with the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. So instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less uh, than two to six uh, player stat projections and you watch the winnings roll in. Um, with the basketball season here, in-season tournament, folks, is over, but everything else is still going on. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball for the Specialist League, league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James, Travis Kelsey, at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. You can do that if you want. You want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite uh, players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize pick community each week. Um, 
So uh, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use that code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, Prizepicks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Locked on Lakers on YouTube, again, where you can go hang out with 22,000 subscribers. We will see everybody on Monday.